As kids, nobody loved superheroes more than we did. We ate them up wherever we could find them. Comics, cartoons, TV, bad live action films, hell, even in music. On the pod this week, Dwight, Adrian, and myself have some fun with songs that make superhero references. It can be in the title, or a line in a verse, or in some cases, the musicians themselves fully adopt or embody a comic book character like a secret identity. Think Method Man, Gene Grey, uh, MF Doom. In the talk, we discuss our earliest memories, hearing superhero references in a popular song. We celebrate some oldies, The Ballad of Barry Allen, Superman Lover, uh, Prince's Splendid Bat Dance, along with some bands and rappers from the 90s who really went for it, Spin Doctors, uh, Three Doors Down, Eminem, and yes, Wu-Tang. And we ask a question, who gets the cool points if a clever superhero reference is made in a song? Is it the musician, the band, the rapper, or is it the comic book character? I'm Swain Hunt. Thanks for checking out this ridiculous but truly fun conversation we had about songs with superhero references. <laughs> Did you guys Man. give any, any thought to your, your earliest memories of uh, superhero references in pop songs? I, I say for me... This isn't the first time that I heard it, but this is very prevalent in the 90s when I was coming of age. We're talking about the alternative, you know, age back in the early 90s, okay? So you couldn't help but throw a stick and hit stuff like, what was it, um, the Spin Doctors with Kryptonite? Uh, no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. First of all, get it correct now. What, who is the, it? The Spin Doctors were Jimmy Olsen's blues. Uh, who had Kryptonite then? Kryptonite was Three Doors Down. Okay, it did, because I was about to fuck it all up. I, and then <laughs> the third part of that super bad trilogy was Stone Temple Pilots, right? No? No. 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 So, so, who, who, so who am I thinking about? Because I, I can't be your Superman. Superman. Kryptonite. <laughs> That's three doors down. Oh, okay. okay. Are, are you sure STP never had a song about Superman, Kryptonite? Nothing. I don't think so, no. I thought that there were three alternative bands who had a song about Superman. Okay. No, no. Well, there, there's more. Like, there really and truly, if any decade really was just replete with superhero and comic book references, it's the 90s, from rock to hip-hop, you know, and to, uh, you know, alternative as well. Because I thought you were going to go with uh, Dave Matthews, Where Are You Going?, I'm not your Superman. Oh, I ain't going nowhere yeah. with Dave Matthews. <laughs> 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 also in the 90s you had uh crash test dummies superman song yeah see that's what i was thinking about that's what i was saying i knew it was one that, that was a good like, one yo that was a good one and then um jane's addiction has a song called superhero okay that was used for the opening theme for uh, the tv show entourage Oh, okay. Okay. It's a great song. Be your superhero. Hello, I want to be your superhero. Even if I tumble fall. That's a, that's a great one. But yeah, the 90s had, had it all the way all the way out, yo. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What about you, mm-hmm. D? Do you remember, like... It, um, we can be heroes if just one day. David Bowie, yo. 
David Bowie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, is that a superhero reference? Or is that a hero? D, D tried that. <laughs> <laughs> you to slide the piece a little bit. Just <laughs> right, right, right. Because if that's the case, then we could throw in your boy uh, Enrique Iglesias. I can be a hero, baby. <laughs> I can take away the pain. Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 No, oh, then man. I mean, I guess not, you know. But then, okay, then uh, you know, I have to fast forward, then go go straight to Bat Dance, man, from the nineties, bro. Bat Dance, shut the fuck up. Busted. way back see i go way back with i'm not new to this shit i'm true to this shit okay all right how far back you going dog right. i remember as like an eight or nine or ten year old kid damn back in maybe the late 70s okay hearing johnny guitar watson's superman lover super I'm a Superman, Superman lover. <laughs> wow. Johnny Guitar Watson, yeah. Yeah, yo. Wow. I can leap tall buildings in a single bound. When it comes to getting over you, baby, well, I can't get off the ground. But they call me the Superman lover, yeah. They call me the Superman. You know, I thought you was gonna go back to like, didn't Donovan have a song called "Sunshine Superman"? He may have. I, I don't. I'm not familiar with it, but he he may have. He may have. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. And an, and another one from from kind of from that same era is um, Paul McCartney, and I, he might have been with Wings. I can't remember. He had a Magneto and Titanium Man. That is correct. That is absolutely correct. And it, mischaracterizations, I might add, as far as that goes, you need to do a little, do a little bit, a little better characterization. A little better. I mean, come on, Magneto is a common bank robber and whatnot. That'll never yeah, happen. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You no, know, just not his style. <laughs> but but he brings it together though because he actually uh, references Titanium Man and the Crimson Dynamo in the same That's verse. That's true. So I was Ooh. like, okay. So I had to give him, I had to give him his geek cred on that, yo, because right, he, right, he, right. he, he knew what <laughs> was right, up. Sir Paul, <laughs> Sir Paul. All right, all right. I didn't believe. Didn't believe. I need a map. But when the Crimson Dynamo finally assured me, well, I knew. Another one that I remember from my earliest years is when I was a teenager, I became a big fan of the uh, British band XTC. Hmm. And my favorite album by them is called English Settlement. From the Rooter to the Tudor, perfect album. Front to back, just fucking fantastic. That's the one with Senses Working Overtime on it. But go ahead. on their previous album, I think it is, they have a song called That's Really Super Super Girl. And that's a great song, too. Oh, mm. so so those are the first two where I was like, I'm listening to pop music and 
you know, British pop bands and, you know, Johnny Guitar Watson. If ever there were a reference, I didn't think Johnny Guitar Watson would ever was ever go make, you know, and it's and it's Johnny Guitar Watson. It's not Johnny Guitar Watson. Mm-hmm. It's Johnny Me. Guitar Watson. Guitar, That's how guitar. you say it. Right. Get it right. Get it right. <laughs> right. But Superman lover. But, you know, he made it work. Yeah, you know? Superman lover. So shouldn't should it, should it be like ecstasy then instead of ecstasy, XTC? Well, well, you can't say that now. Not nowadays. <laughs> true, true, true. Oh, well, shouldn't man. it be mm-mm instead of Eminem? Oh. <laughs> Maybe so. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, obviously I wanted to talk with you guys about superhero references in songs, comic book references in songs, mm-hmm. Marvel, DC, what have you. And specifically as it relates to, like I said, you know, songs where, you you know, you're just kind of hearing them out in the wild or on the radio or on albums or on your parents' records and whatnot. Like with Johnny Kitsar Watson, you know, my mom had that album and I'm like, Superman lover. And I remember listening to it. But uh, but just how, you know, people would reference those things. And like I wanted to ask a question later, like, why are they referencing that? Like, why? Why does Johnny Guitar Watson reference, reference Superman in terms of his his abilities, and as a, as a as a carnal uh, deliver a deliverer of carnal pleasure, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know why is he referencing Superman? And really, like we were talking about in the '90s, you know, the rock bands they they kind of did it like the Superman song by uh, Crash Test Dummies. I, I don't even know why it's called Superman's song. Maybe there's a reference in the lyrics. Mm-hmm. But obviously the song Kryptonite, you know, they reference it in the hook. You know, he references Superman and Kryptonite. Ooh. And then uh, the Spin Doctors, you know, I think they actually do a little bit of comic book wordplay in their song. But really the 90s, as far as like a genre that really loves super superhero and comic book references, the 90s, hip hop in the 90s was full of it. I mean, it, it happened all over the place. Yeah. Um, so I, I definitely wanted to kind of, get into some of that and, and, and kind of why you guys thought that was the case. But what are some, I guess, some, some, some as it relates to hip-hop, some of the ones that stand out to you guys the most? Because, you know, obviously you have people who reference it slyly in their lyrics. Like Wu-Tang mm-hmm. kind of did it slyly in the lyrics where it was like, you know, they would reference, you know, Tony Stark mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and things like that. But then you have other people like MF Doom where he basically takes Dr. Doom's persona Yes, it makes it makes it his own. But what what are you all's memories from the '90s as far as specifically as far as hip hop? Because they did it a lot. Yeah, my first my first most most cogent and and, and lovable memory of that was when Chuck D did Right Starter Man, mm. and he talks about meet meet Namor meet 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 Namor Sea Lord Prince of the Deep. In other words, if you're guessing yes, don't say it, don't delay, it, get it off your chest. It was it was it was a it was like wow. He 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 went deep on it, bro. And he is he mentioned two other characters too at the time, but he was like, he was like, wow. Did, did Chuck just say Namor? Prince Namor? See the other mm-hmm. D? And, I was like, and wow. D, is that the same <laughs> song where uh Chuck was also saying, Did I swing my hammer like the mighty Thor? My, exactly. Yeah. yeah. He was going yeah. in. He was yeah. going in, yo. <laughs> <laughs> he killed it, man. Loved it. Loved it. Meet Namor C. Lord Prince of the Deep. Here for you to fear at any cost. 
when you first heard it, D, like, what, did you stand up out of your seat? Because you were obviously a PE fan and a comic book fan simultaneously. Right. But when the two worlds collided, did they collide or did they merge? <laughs> they, they they collided, man, because it was like, it was one of those things where it's like, okay, I'll, this, this is the first album. This is off of uh, um, uh, Bum Rush the Show. Bum Rush the Show. Yo, Bum Rush the Show. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute, what? Mm-hmm. Where, where'd that come from? All this other stuff that was going on in there. It's very sonic and stuff. And we got into this whole. Mm-hmm. And it just blended so nicely, man. So yeah, I was I wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised by the reference. I wasn't surprised that he, a person of his of his caliber mentioned it. You know what I mean? Like I would expect at some point that those two things would, would, would match up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and then so, for yeah. me, you talking about Wu Tang. Wu Tang is replete. Like them, oh, yeah. like them oh, guys, yeah. especially Method Man is a huge comic book fan. So, you know, that's where you get with him. Johnny Blaze. Yeah, man. Ghost Rider. And then uh, off of uh, the first Wu-Tang album, when Inspector Deck is like, something, something like troops in Pakistan swinging through your town like the neighborhood Spider-Man. Man. Man. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's a lot. Like, Like, you know. I mean, Tony Stark's show. Yeah, Tony Stark. I mean, hell, Ghostface's first solo album is called Iron Man. Come on now. Come on. Right? <laughs> yeah. And and he uh Ghostface had a song called Slept on Tony. But <laughs> <laughs> basically he's saying, Y'all sleeping on me. You sleeping on Tony Stark. Wow. You know? <laughs> wow. And then what, what else was cool about that um I think it Supreme Clientele, um, his um second I think it was his second solo album, um, Ghostface Killer. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of interludes that have like excerpts from the old Iron Man cartoon. You know, Tony Stark, he's a man of steel. He's a cool exec with the heart of steel. Heart of steel. He'll yeah, make yeah. you feel. Yeah, yeah. And it's just cool. It goes right into one of his tracks, yo. It's just, it's just real cool. Yeah, man. Yeah, great album. Wow. Back in the early 90s, I was working in a recording studio, my buddy Albert's uh, studio, ABRS. Yeah. These guys came down from New York to record. And so this, no, this was not even early 90s. This was probably 88, 89. So this is right as hip hop is starting to really emerge as uh, the music of youth culture at that time. But not quite there. So I'm still kind of steeped in like R&B and I'm trying to be a musician and learn how to play and shit. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to do my thing. And so these guys came from New York and I forgot the, the rapper's name, but then there was another guy who's producing. This is the first time I'm in the studio where I'm recording and we've got a, a, a sampling drum machine, the SP-12. <laughs> and the SP-12 didn't have a whole lot of, a whole lot of uh, sample time in it. So we were having to sample in bits and pieces. And this is the first time I've ever like... Okay, they're like, take the kick off of this 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 CD. Now get the snare off of that. Now get the hi-hat off of that. Now get the this off of that. And then they had a DJ in there scratching stuff in. And I'm like, man, this is... Like, to me, it was all completely foreign. Right. Just foreign. I was like, what are they doing? Who are these assholes? <laughs> these guys are clowns. <laughs> but when they put it together, it sounded like the stuff that you heard back in 88, 89, 90. You know, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I remember specifically... They had sampled uh, Funky Drummer, so the beat was basically... And they had all this other stuff going on, and there was a point in it where they referenced the rapper in the song, where, uh, and they had a record, they scratched in a guy who says, uh, he, he's an amazing something or other. It was like just from some crowd, it was just a, like an announcer. He's an amazing something or other, and you can hear the crowd roar in the back. 
And then they took pulled out the 45 from the Marvel Comics Fantastic Four yes, yes. Uh, single. And they scratched in somebody saying, he's fantastic. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> and so I knew what that was. So I'm like, God damn, these guys are going deep. Right. But that was the first time as far as for me, like really my first exposure to really raw New York hip hop. And then the fact that they were thinking and had heard this and, and, and threw it in their song. It was it was really like like a revelation to me. Like, OK, wow. You know, hey, that's me. When I first turned into the thing, way back when. And here I am today. Maybe I ain't as lumpy, but I'm still just a thing. Say, what? That's me too. The Ben Grimm I used to be before. Yeah, before. Funny, but I got this sudden urge to see the way it was. The way the so-called Fantastic Four got its start. Let's see now. First thing I can remember is an evening. But I do think that uh, that yeah, hip hop has definitely you know had their hand in it. Like for instance, and Adrian, you probably didn't even think about this one, although maybe you did. Okay. The Purple Ribbon All Stars. <laughs> oh, oh, that's obvious. Come on, yeah, that's obvious. <laughs> yes, I be on that kryptonite. I, 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 I be on I that. Be, I be on that. I on be, that. <laughs> you can find me in the A, shout it, A, shout it, A, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had no idea what you're referencing. <laughs> but also too, uh, your boy Eminem. Oh, of course. Well, yeah, because he did a song, Superman. I beat your Superman. You, do, 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 do. He did a song called Superman, but also in the Without Me video, he dresses up as Robin. Yes. You know, he dresses up as a blonde Robin. And he's actually doing a very good Burt Ward impersonation with, only with the blonde hair. He looks just like him. <laughs> yeah, like like punching his hand into his fist. <laughs> you know, that whole, yeah. Yeah. Do, do you guys, obviously, like superheroes to an extent in, in, in modern popular culture, they're kind of like like gods and, and goddesses. They're, Myth. They are the modern mytho- mythological characters in modern culture, mm-hmm. you know, as it relates to, like, let's say the last hundred years. Uh-huh. Like, why do you think hip-hop references those things so much, specifically as a genre? And then I guess in a, in a bigger question, when a band or a musician or whomever references superheroes, who gets more out of it? Do they get more by referencing mm. X-Men or Superman mm. or Batman? Or do the characters become cooler for non-superhero people when they hear that in a song, you think? If, if I could postulate, man, uh, just in terms of hip-hop, if you think about it, <clears throat> comics were like cheap entertainment, you know what I'm saying, when you're growing up, especially when you're growing up in the hood, you know, quote-unquote. So mm-hmm. you have access to like cheap entertainment like that, but you also have a lot of these guys, they're trying to come up, you know, um, through, you know, hip hop and this culture as well. You have graffiti and it's the whole nature of the thing. So when you put everything into this melting pot, it's going to spill and collude with one another, these elements of the culture. And when you have something like comics that is a cheap but yet populist entertainment, it's going to spill into the lyrics. So when... You have that, and you put that on wax, and somebody else hears that. They're like, oh, shit, okay. You into the same thing I'm kind of into. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, it might not be hardcore. Like, they might not be true geeks or whatnot, but everyone knows, 
you know, who Superman is, Batman. And if you get deep with it, like, if you mention somebody like a Green Lantern or something, back then, back then it was mostly DC characters. But in, like, the 80s and going to the 90s, you would hear more references to, like, Marvel characters. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I flipped my wig when I heard, like, you know, I think it might have been another Wu-Tang song or somebody talking about, man, I'd be cutting and slashing, like, Wolverine or something like that. I was like, damn, you never hear Wolverine quoted on wax, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Or or there was another um, You God of All People. Um, it was on the that whack Wu-Tang album. I said it. It's whack. Eight diagrams. But You God dropped a quote talking about some. He sit, <laughs> he sit behind the podium on dopium like Professor X, uh, something like that. I was like, hmm. Okay, right, uh, right. It's you got D. I know, man. Hey, it's you got man. He, he had some bangers, just not recently. Right, right. right. So, so now, now, now he's was God. Damn, yo. <laughs> oh man, but I think I think that's why. And as far as like, do people do non geeks get a, get something out of it when they hear it, as opposed to, like us who are in the know when they listen to it. I think unless you get really, really populous, like a Superman, and that's why Superman is probably the most used, you know, in a lot of these songs and titles, because everybody knows who it is, geek or not. You just know mm-hmm. who that is. You know, you, mm-hmm. you, can, you can have the Superman symbol show up in China or in England or somewhere else like that. And I guarantee you someone there would be able to say in their language, ah, Superman. I know what that is. Mm-hmm. I know what that is. Yeah. And they'll know they'll know Krypton and they'll know Clark Kent. They'll know all of the kind of simple elements that make up the <clears throat> Superman mythos. Exactly. The mythology. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And of course, Batman and Spider-Man too fall into that category. As exactly. Well as, as well as rec- uh, actual recognition as far as populace goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I'm, I mean, I, I, I agree. I, I think um, certain characterizations, they just, they just transcend like cultures, you know, and the fact when you're constantly inundated as a child by, by various uh, media, and all you see are these mainline characters like your Supermans, your Batmans, your, your Wonder Womans, your Spider-Mans, et cetera, et cetera. You're going to absorb that into your culture, you know? And like you said, Adrian, because it's, it's, it's cheap and it's, it's replete, it's all over the place. Like you can see it um, at nauseum. And, you know, uh, culture, our, our culture is one of absorption and adaption, and hip-hop culture is one of absorption and adaption. So it makes sense that you adapt that into your music at some point. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think you guys are both right. I think uh, as far as far as comics are concerned, too, this is, you know, especially when you're talking about the late 80s and the 90s. Now you're talking about where it's not just comics. They may even be referencing these characters from animation as well, you know, from the mm-hmm. X-Men cartoons and Spider-Man cartoons and and whatnot, the stuff that came out back then. So they're seeing it there as well. So now that's kind of like a buttress or a. Uh, like a co-signing that, okay, this is something that's kind of cool. And this is something that's kind of under the mainstream, but still a part of the mainstream in a weird way. But I think the other thing about it too is, is keeping in mind that hip hop has probably five or six times as many lyrics as the average song where someone is singing. Mm -hmm. So you have to fill that space with something. And MCs back in the eighties and in the nineties, we're constantly making references to other things. You know, Big Daddy Kane, you know, uh, uh, I'm a telephone pole, you're a toothpick. You know, uh, I'm a computer, you're a game boy. You know, uh, you know he, he, they would constantly make references to other things. 
And after a while, especially in the golden age of hip hop in the 90s, where if you reference something and you didn't tell people what it was, that was cool. That was it was cool to reference things that people didn't quite know. What, 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 what is that about? You know, and you could kind of, you know, eventually you kind of figured it out. There was no Internet until, you know, maybe the mid to late 90s. Mm-hmm. But, you know, early on, you know, you kind of figured out what they were referencing. And so, you know, hip hop is always full of references. So they're going to grab from everywhere. As a matter of fact, you got Adrian, you referenced uh, Method Man a minute ago. Mm-hmm. Remember, do you guys remember that story that Jason Latour told about being at a uh, New York comic convention that Method Man was at? Vague, vaguely, vaguely, but rekindle it. I'm gonna, for us. I'm gonna probably not tell it correctly. So if someone, if Latour ever hears this, he'll, he'll, he'll correct me. But, um, mm-hmm. uh, I believe it was at a New York Comic Con. Latour is there. He's there as a guest. Rob Liefeld is there as a guest, and the place is going ape shit because people are lining up to see Liefeld. Mm-hmm. And one of the people that gets in line to see Liefeld and get him oh, to yeah. sign something is Clifford Smith, aka Method Man. Excuse me. And he, he gets some. Yeah, yeah, exactly. To Cal. <laughs> <laughs> but Latour said that he gets his stuff signed mm-hmm. and he walks 12 feet away and goes through the double doors out of the uh, auditorium area. And you hear Method Man on the other side of the doors go, Rob Liefeld. Woo! And That's just like, awesome. That is so fucking awesome. <laughs> and, and Latour said, it just struck him that, you know, doesn't matter how cool you are, there's always somebody that you think is really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I'm doing this hip-hop shit or whatever, but this dude made Deadpool. This dude made cable. fucking uh, Cable. This cable. dude did, yeah, like, did, did, you know, he did the <laughs> damn thing in the comics, you know. Mm-hmm. So that just kind of speaks to, the, to just how true a, a comic book fan Method Man is and how much mm-hmm. he kind of loves this stuff. And not to mention the fact that he ends up being... The uh the host of that uh milestone generations uh documentary, you know. Right. Yeah. Uh also. But a couple other hip hop references. Uh Drake has a song called Comeback Season where he makes an X-Men reference. Oh really? And okay. then Lupe Fiasco on the Superstar remix. Okay. He has a reference to like Magneto and I think X-Men in that as well. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites, it's it's not that it's a great song, but it's just because the guy just went all in. Is the last emperor did a song called Secret Wars? Oh, have you guys ever heard it? I have no. heard it. Yeah, you, you sent it to me a long time ago, Swiss. I remember it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was pretty yeah. cool. And so the whole song is, you know, I do this like Professor X and like Magneto, and he does all these things. And he goes through the whole like he he put time into it to really build his own kind of canon as far as you know Secret Wars and and what and the song. And making comparisons to, uh, you know, to hip hop and to and to MCs battling, mm. you know, but they're battling with superpowers and they're battling, you know, with the with the microphones and with their uh, with their words. But if you ever get a chance to check it out, the Last Emperor is called Secret Wars. Dig this and dig it deep. What if I had the power to gather all of my favorite MCs with the illest comic book characters and they became arch enemies? Inconceivable, unbelievable, yet as wild as it seems, the Emperor and Stan Lee will coach the two opposing teams. Keep it clean, no bats, no gats, guns, or interference. Comic book characters would go head up with raw lyrics. Now I take whoever might be on break from doing tours. 
and have him sign up for the last Emperor's secret war. Sure, for that kind of capacity, we need a crazy margarina that might stretch from West Philadelphia. And let's not forget, let's not forget, as far as far as uh, Nam de Gores go, my Jean Grey, yo. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. You know, true. She's oh, definitely, yes, definitely. yes, yes. How could I forget Jean Grey? Yes. Yeah, yeah, she's def- yeah. definitely down definitely down for the dude as far as, uh, you know, the, the various uh, um, comic book um, things related to the mutants goes. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. she has a Nightcrawler reference to something, one of her songs. I think, yeah, I, think I seem to recall that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I forgot all about Jean Grey. And I guess that's kind of another thing, too, as it relates to, like, MF Doom mm-hmm. and Tony Starks and uh, Johnny Blaze. Yeah. People who actually take, you know, DJ Clark Kent. Oh, yeah, yeah, damn, DJ Clark Kent, yo, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? People who take those references. And, and don't. And again, Jean Grey, if you don't, if you don't know anything, you don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't know, and she changes the spelling. But you know, if you're if you're if you're not a a, a relatively a deep nerd, yeah, head, you're you're not really gonna catch it. But <laughs> um, last hip hop mention, Adrian, what was that song, the Batman song you were mentioned in our Texas? Oh change? yeah, L B J L B Pooty, something like that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's it's on, it's on it's on TikTok heavy, and what it's related to is is a meme of like this '80s dance show. And there's a guy in there who looks just like Kevin Bacon, but they play this track and everybody on this 80s dance show is dancing to the same rhythm. It's great. <laughs> but, but the song starts out, oh, what it is, I can't be your Batman because I be robbing. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, uh, when you when you show, I never looked it up, but Swizz, when you sent the YouTube link to it, I was like, oh my god, there's a whole song. I thought it was just a sound bite, right? No, no, no. So you sent me the link to it, and the cover, the the single cover of it, it's like, oh come <laughs> on. D, you were talking earlier. Why that gotta be us all the time, yo? Why it gotta be? <laughs> Didn't he have on like? A, didn't he have on the black ski mask? Yes, a black yeah. ski mask, and then above, <laughs> curved a curved front Batman. I was like, oh my god, oh. <sighs> but I can't front that, that 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 beat that beat is hot, and I, and I and I laugh every time I hear that first lyric. I can't be your Batman because I be rhyming. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Before we leave hip hop. Can we please mention the obvious elephant in the room? Can we please uh, state the obvious elephant in the room? Uh, that would be, I forget what year it came out, but it ruled that summer. Actually, a couple of summers. Soldier Boys. Superman, that hoe. <sighs> Watch me, you. Watch me, you. I knew Dwight <laughs> right to sleep. That, that, that dude rolls back up like Dracula, yo. Like Bella Lugosi. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like the Undertaker, yo. He came back on the screen, yo. Like the Undertaker, yo. For people listening, Dwight leaned back in his seat. Yes. Like he was exiting the conversation, and then he came back up like like Vlad Dracul. Yeah, yeah. And, and re-entered, yo. Yeah, yo. Hey. Yeah, man. Yeah, look, D, I know we talked off mic before the conversation, <laughs> 
But man, look, you, hey, it's in the song title. It counts. Still counts. For better or for worse. Do you guys know what the Superman reference is when he does it? I mean, it, does he strike the pose of like, you know. Is it, is he got killed by, uh, by, uh, what's his face? By Doomsday? <laughs> <laughs> nah, go ahead. Go ahead, Swiss. <laughs> He's he he's cranking it when he's when he goes to the side. He's cranking it. That's just the dance, right? When he just cranks well, it. Hold on, hold on. I th- I think you might be confusing that with uh, that young jock dance that meet me in the trap. But he but no, he no, but, super, no, no. Super, but Soldier Boy cranks it in the video. He cranks it. I'm gonna put y'all up on something. I'm gonna crank it and then he cranks it. That's what he's doing. Okay. Well, I, I I thought that was one of the dance moves. Part of it, like he goes crank that. He does a little crank thing. Then he does Superman that hole. He puts his arms out to his side like a cape. Right. Okay. So, so what the Superman reference is, and this is very X-rated. Yes. What the Superman reference is, is, is he's having sex with his girl, and he pulls out, he busts on her back, and then when she lays on the sheet, the sheet sticks to her back like a cape. That's what that is. <laughs> what? That's what that means? Superman, that whole watch we you. That's what that means. And that's crazy. The whole song, the, the whole country, the whole world was singing that. And that's what they were singing about. Yeah. Damn. You could go to Indochina and find an <laughs> a, 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 a Asian brother or sister <laughs> who knew what Superman, that whole watch we They knew what that, they, they would re- make that reference. They knew the song. Yes. Dang, Indochina. God, leave it. That's right. That's crazy. Yep. Dang. Yep. And there was another one I, I think called Spider Man too. I won't tell you what that reference is about, but there's another one called Spider Man. <laughs> we can guess. We can guess. Can't imagine web shooters. Yeah. <laughs> there's some uh, some funnier ones from back in the day. A couple of them that I thought about. Um, have you guys ever heard the Ballad of Barry Allen? No. I. Mm-mm. Yeah. It sounds familiar though. But go ahead. Yeah, maybe back uh, maybe back in the seventies, uh, Jim's Big Ego is the name of the band, oh. and it's called the the Ballad of Barry Allen. And I always caught that, you know, I, the song wasn't popular, but I caught that reference because I've heard the song in, featured in films. Oh, okay. Or a film, or a film, but it always made me remember the reference to Barry Allen and Catch Me If You Can with Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hanks. And he was reading a Flash comic book. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where he says, oh, Barry Allen. I'm trying to chase this Barry Allen. And then he goes to the diner and the guy pours his coffee and says, you like, you like the Flash too? And he's like, what are you talking about? More coffee, sir? Are you a collector? Of what? The captains of the Cosmic Ray, the Big Freeze, Land of the Golden Giants. I've got them all. What are you talking about? Barry Allen. The Flash. But kid, kid, kid. You mean like the comic book? Yeah, the comic book. When he's not the Flash. He's the same Barry Allen. Thank you. Now get this. He reads comic books. Comic books. Barry Allen is the Flash. Carl, slow down, Slim. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. He's a kid. Our unsub is a kid. That's why we couldn't match his prints. That's why he doesn't have a record. Uh, it's Barry Allen. Tech. Barry Allen is the Flash, you know? Nice. <laughs> and then that's how Tom Hanks' character, who's chasing Leonardo DiCaprio, that's how he figures out that he's a 17-year-old kid because he's reading comics. 
Yeah. Uh, back in whatever whatever year that was. But there's a band called The Traits. They have a song called Nobody Loves the Hulk. <laughs> Nobody Loves the Hulk. Yeah. Nobody Loves the Hulk. Very, very, very psychedelic 60s, man. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all, all of that. All of that what you're talking about, sir. <laughs> Hulk smash. And the Flaming Lips have a song called "Waiting on Waiting on a Superman." That was a big, I think, a big, big song for them. I think that was a popular song for them. But there are a couple of R and B references too that I'm sure you guys didn't consider. <laughs> First of all, Karen White's Superwoman. Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not your Superwoman. <laughs> <laughs> Man, 88, you could you could get away I'm from not that. The kind of girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I always hated that song and really hated the Superwoman reference in Why? it. Why? Because I just felt like it didn't work for me lyrically. Like it was just like you're using this kind of metaphorical thing in the hook, but then these these verses are about eggs and baking coffee and iron yeah, your clothes and all of that. In the morning <laughs> when you get in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> From a songwriting standpoint, I just felt there was a dissonance there for me to, you know, in terms of the verses and the hooks. There was a domesticity mm-hmm. going on there. She was just saying, I'm I'm handling all the domestic stuff. I don't want to just be your superwoman. I want to yeah. be. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. Another one, Brian McKnight, the the the, the smooth R&B crooner, Brian McKnight. <laughs> he has an entire album called. <laughs> y'all, y'all tripping. He has an entire album called Superhero. That's right. Okay. And he has a song called Superhero, and it's pretty good because he actually references, you know, like Kal-El travels through the galaxy from Krypton, and he ma- he makes some really he makes some very specific comic book references in his lyrics. Mm-hmm. And I was pretty surprised. I mean, he's a good songwriter. He's a good songwriter without question. But yeah, it's called Superhero. Definitely worth checking out. And then another one, and, you know, he's foul. He's absolutely foul. Okay. But uh, R. Kelly's Gotham City. Oh, oh yeah. Gotham yeah, City yeah. for the ghetto, ghetto. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gotham City for the ghetto, ghetto. Gotham City for the ghetto, ghetto. Yo, yo. Everybody's talking about the good old days, the good old days. Everybody's talking about the good old days. Everybody want to talk about the good old days. Right. <laughs> yeah, the good old days. But we, we, you're talking about Gotham City, and we were talking about Method Man. Mm-hmm. He had a song on a Batman Forever soundtrack called The Riddler. Yes. 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 That shit is hype. I never heard it. Yes. Okay. I got your mind twisted. 
Unrealistic wavelength draining all your brain strength Inflicted crosswords puzzling your doubt Questioning your own mental health, yeah It's like a maze within itself, yeah Check the grimy, slimy, slimy Criminal minality Method yeah. was spitting on there Great song, man. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Batman Forever was the one with uh, Kiss from a Rose on the soundtrack, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a great soundtrack, even though many of the songs don't necessarily reference superheroes per se, other than that that uh, other than the Method Man song. Yeah. But that's a great song on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, U2 has a great song on that soundtrack. Uh, Kiss Me, Kill Me, Thrill Me, something oh, or other. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Seal's Smashing Kiss from Pumpkins. a Rose is on there. Smashing Pumpkins have a song on there. I, isn't that the one with the yes, so beginning what? is the end is the beginning? Yes, yes. Oh, that was on the Batman Forever the, soundtrack? F- first, first. Wow. Before we became Watchmen. Yeah. And then yeah. Okay. the D was the one that brought it to my attention that, that they had repurposed it and used it in uh, Watch- the Watchmen. In the Watchmen. Yeah, for Watchmen. Great soundtrack, probably one of mm-hmm. the best as far as mm-hmm. like a maybe like a non R and B or non hip hop. You know, the, the hip hop and R and B soundtracks of the nineties were absolutely you know, legendary. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But but mm-hmm. this was this was one where I was really a fan of it because uh, they just they really they really fattened it up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, R. Kelly's Gotham City for the ghetto ghetto <laughs> Gotham City. hey can can i I bring one up um and i just thought about this um yeah in recent years i'd say within the 2000s uh, there was a band that made kind of a convention circuit um i think they're based out of seattle so they did like the emerald city comic con mostly it's a band Mm. called kirby crackle yeah oh yeah i heard about them they absolutely have all comic related songs because that's their that's their stock and trade. I was going to say, yo, the, 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 it's in the name, yo, Kirby Crackle. Exactly. Represent. And they have this yeah. one song called Power Battery. And in the song, they're singing about Green Lantern. And then there are certain parts, like the hook of the song is him counting down how much power is left in the battery. You know, 66, 35, whatever, something like that. Wow. Something, 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 something like that, you know? And it's like, oh, nice. okay, that's that's pretty neat. That's neat, you know? So to have a band that's, you know, devoted almost primarily to those geeky references like that, that's pretty awesome. And then while I'm on that string, too, let's not forget, Lanil Yu also had a band, I don't know if he still has it, called Marty McFly. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now, now, I think they do mostly Weezer covers by his admission, but I think they 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 might have they might have had a, a song or two that had like a comic reference. Maybe I'm wrong, but well, I will say this as far as our friend Francis Lanil Yu. Okay. The band Marty McFly. He actually shared some of their uh, their tracks with me. We, we we were going back and forth on email. Okay, so it did happen. Okay, good. Okay. I sent him some Ovid tracks. He sent me some uh, Marty McFly tracks. Okay. And if I if I have this if I'm not wrong about this. They have a song called Love Terminator. <laughs> That's I was cool. like, okay, Love Terminator. All right, you. I feel you. I see you over there, you. I see right. you, you. <laughs> That's cool. But That's cool. One, one kind of last modern song that I heard that I thought actually did a pretty decent job of it is, and, and you may not be fans of either of these. I suspect you aren't, but the Chainsmokers did a song with Coldplay called Something Just Like This. And like the first verses, I've been reading books of old, the legends in the mist, Achilles and his gold, Hercules and his gifts, Spider-Man's control and Batman with his fists. And clearly I don't see myself upon this list. 
And then he references superheroes and fairy tales and mythology and the hook. And then in the second verse, he says, uh, huh. uh, I've been reading books of all the legends in the mist, testaments they told, the moon and its eclipse. And Superman unrolls a suit before he, he lifts. Hmm. But I'm not the kind of person that this fits or whatever. And I thought that was actually yeah, pretty cool, that's nice. too. Yeah, nice lyrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah to, uh, to reference it as well. But yeah. that brings me to my last question for you guys. And if y'all have, have other things you wanted to discuss, that's fine. But I was going to ask you. Now that superheroes are really crazy in vogue and really popular with, you know, the MCU and some of the DC movies, all the TV shows, superheroes and comic book references and, and nerd references in general are everywhere. They're, you know, you can't turn around without bumping into one. Yeah. <laughs> so I wonder now, because superheroes and these things are so mainstream, do you guys think that referencing them in popular songs is a little less cool now. Do you think that that'll start to diminish because it's, it's a little less specific to say like everybody kind of knows who the Scarlet Witch is now and they kind of know who the vision is. You know, that's not, that's not unique or interesting or, or specific in any way now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly what you said, man, because like, like the comics themselves, they kind of, at least to me, they've always derived their power in a sense to being like kind of outside, like this kind of outsider art. It's at once populist, but it also is outsider. You know who the characters are, but you just wouldn't be caught reading the book. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Whereas now it is everywhere, you know, but it was the same thing with rap. Rap was a culture on, well, hip hop was a culture onto itself. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And rap being a part of that culture, it was still underground. You know, kind of like in the same correlation with comic books. You know what I'm saying? So you have this one underground, you know, click going on. And you have this other underground click going on. And when the two meet, somewhere in between, you know what I'm saying? You have both these things meeting and making like a third click, if you will. You know, mm -hmm. and that's where it derived this power from. You know, mm -hmm. so when you hear this stuff in popular songs now... It almost just goes past just, oh, yeah, of course. Everybody knows that. Oh, all right. You know what I'm saying? Whereas you almost would have to get super specific, you know, in the continuity and say some shit like, don't nobody except people who read the damn books know what you're talking about. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 I, I agree with you, Adrian, 100%. I think, I think now it's like it, because it's so, it's so overly um, existent in the, in the common culture that it's just mm. doesn't it doesn't doesn't really doesn't really amaze me anymore unless they're using some things like deep deep cuts as you would say you know if you talk about you know bands of Sidorak, you know even that's even that's not that deep anymore or um you go deeper into like the you know, dr strange's you know deeper deeper you know leanings towards clea or whatever the case may be and pantry uh, practicing tantric sex or long, things along those lines things that only geeks know about that thing or or despair for that matter. If you get into despair and, and you say you say despair, Michael Golden is in a lyric. I'm gonna lose my shit. Oh yeah, I'm just telling you now. You know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, 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 yeah, yeah. It doesn't phase me anymore. Honestly, it's like okay. Yeah. If somebody said the Eye of Agamotto or the or the Sanctum Sanctorum, I'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. So yeah. I agree. I agree with you guys. I I do think you're. That's a very good comparison to make, uh, uh, Adrian, with hip hop where. You know, it starts underground, it becomes really, really popular, and now it has basically, it's been given away to the world. It doesn't just belong to a community or a specific region of the United States. Mm -hmm. It really just belongs to the world. And now superheroes as an idea and comic book, rep, comic book uh, 
mythology and iconography and comic book lore in general really just belongs to the world. That concludes this episode of Sidebar Forever, hosted by Dwight Clark, Swain Hunt, and Adrian Johnson. You can find us online at sidebarforever.com. Any emails or questions can be directed to us at sidebarforever at gmail.com. And also, subscribe to us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram.